Hello, everybody. Welcome to the uh, review for our Unit 7 stuff, which is the Civil Rights and Civil Liberties part of our course. Uh, the review, uh, you got a paper copy probably in class on Wednesday. This also on E-Class. E-Class activity feed was down, <clears throat> so I did post it under content and then under resources. So if you are looking for the Unit 7, <clears throat> excuse me, review, uh, you can find it there. I'm going to run through the things now. Um, and um, then we'll take the test on Thursday the 9th. And then we'll get ready to review for your final exam. All right. So first up is the amendments. Now, you do need to know the specific amendments. So you got to know 1 through 10. Um, there will be questions <clears throat> on the test which specifically say, hey, which amendment does this? Which amendment is this? Um, and things like that. So just be, be aware. So the first amendment, you need to remember, has five freedoms in it. Okay. So one amendment, five freedoms. It's got the freedom of speech. It's got the freedom of religion, it's got the freedom of press, the freedom to assemble, and the freedom to petition. So you've got five freedoms in that First Amendment. Um, some of them will be um, kind of specific um, <clears throat> about that, okay? One thing to point out, the First Amendment freedom of religion has two clauses to know. The first one is the Establishment Clause, which is going to uh, protect you from the government creating any kind of religion. And then there's free exercise, which protects your religious practices. So as long as you are doing something that's not illegal, uh, you can worship pretty much how you want to. Okay. Um, the Second Amendment is your right to bear arms. Pretty simple. The third amendment, I, I'm never going to ask you a question about this because it doesn't really pertain to us anymore, but the right, the, the we don't have to quarter troops, so no, no military people can show up to your house and say, hey, I need a place to stay. The fourth amendment is your right to um, no unlawful search and seizure. Remember, they cannot search you without a warrant, probable cause, or your permission. There's something else down there later, the exclusionary clause I'll get to in a little bit that comes from there. The Fifth Amendment <clears throat> is your rights as the accused, um, and you know you don't have to talk to the police, so there's no self-incrimination there. Uh, that's why when they read you your rights, hey, you don't have to say anything. Uh, no double jeopardy, uh, the right to a grand jury. And then there's a random one that's kind of thrown in there. I don't know why it's thrown into the Fifth Amendment, but the eminent domain thing where they can't take your property, or they, they can take your property, um, the, the government can the Sixth Amendment is more rights of the accused. This is more when you're at trial. You have a right to a lawyer, you have a right to a jury, speedy trial, uh, and all those sorts of things. Okay. The Seventh Amendment also guarantees your right to a jury uh, for a civil trial. Remember the difference between a criminal and civil. Criminal, you've broken some law and the government is trying to punish you. Civil is where you've really not broken any law, uh, but maybe there's an accident on your property. Something from your property has fallen onto your neighbor's property. Nobody's hurt. Nothing's happened, but, you know, there's an issue there. All right. Uh, the Eighth Amendment is the right to no cruel and unusual punishments. So they can't uh, get you for stealing a, a big cue from Quick Trip and sentence you to 50 years in prison if all you did was walk out with the drink. And, they're, you know, the, 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 the death penalty always comes up here as well. <laughs> but it's been protected by the Supreme Court up to this point. The Ninth Amendment and the Tenth Amendment aren't on this test, I don't believe, uh, if I remember correctly. But just uh, to make sure you know, the Ninth Amendment protects us as citizens and allows us to do things that aren't necessarily in the Constitution. So as long as it's not specifically denied, uh, we can you know, have some freedoms there. And the Tenth Amendment does the same thing for the states. 
as long as the Constitution doesn't specifically deny it, we can do it. All right, there's some other amendments that are listed that are on the test. The 14th Amendment is the big one for this unit. The 14th Amendment is the Equal Protection and the Due Process Clause. So the 14th Amendment, most people think, oh, it defined a citizen, and it does, and that's important, but it gives you these protections. So every person is supposed to be equally protected under the law. That just means that laws are supposed to be applied equally to everyone, all right? Um, and this is something that still comes up today is the 14th Amendment and the Equal Protection Clause. And our laws being applied in the same manner to one person as they are to the other. Okay. And then the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment just protects you. You get the Fourth Amendment, you get the Fifth Amendment, the Sixth Amendment, and the Seventh and the Eighth Amendment protections as a citizen of this country. Okay. From the time you are a suspect to the time you are incarcerated, you are protected by the Fourth, Fifth, Sixth, Seventh, Eighth Amendments. And that's all the due process says. Okay. The 19th Amendment gave women the right to vote. 24th Amendment got rid of the poll taxes from the civil rights era, uh, where Southern states were trying to deny African Americans the right to vote by making them pay to vote. And then the 26th Amendment gave 18-year-olds the right to vote. All right. All right. The purpose of the Bill of Rights is to protect our civil liberties. Uh, they are those rights that protect us from the government. Those are things the government cannot take away from us. They cannot take away our right to free speech. They cannot take away our right to free religion, freedom of religion, uh, the right to <clears throat> bear arms and things like that. They are protections from the government. Now, we'll get to it later, but the civil rights is where the government is doing the protecting. The government is trying to protect the rights of, of groups that have been traditionally discriminated against uh, with civil rights. Okay. All right, the Establishment Clause, already said this with the free, um, with the First Amendment freedom of religion, but just a reminder, the Establishment Clause does protect you from the government creating a religion. There will never be a state-sponsored religion. There will not be a First Church of the United States that you're forced to go to. Free exercise, I mentioned earlier uh, as well, part of the, the First Amendment freedom of religion. This protects you and allows you to worship how you want to, all right? And there are the mainstream religions, you know, Protestant church, the uh, Islam, Judaism, all those things, you know, kind of mainstream. You can also do the stuff that's not mainstream. And, and there's plenty of religions out there that aren't necessarily, uh, you know, what some people consider to be, you know, uh, mainstream. But you can worship how you want to as long as it's not illegal. Uh, the exclusionary clause. So this comes from the Fourth Amendment, and it comes from a court case that's later on down on your uh, um on your study guide, the MAP versus Ohio case. And uh, basically the exclusionary rule just says that the prosecution cannot use illegally obtained evidence against you. So if your lawyer, if you're ever you know, arrested and your lawyer can prove that that evidence that they're using against you was illegally obtained, maybe they had a, didn't have a warrant or whatever it might be, then they can potentially get it kicked out. The prosecution is not going to voluntarily just kick stuff out your lawyer is going to have to go to the judge and say, hey, this is what happened. It should be kicked out. Uh, due process clause, talked about that in the 14th Amendment. Uh, that is what protects you and gives you, you know, as an accused person, all the different things that come with the with that. The Fourth Amendment, you know, the right to unlawful, no unlawful search and seizure. They can't just barge into your house because you're a suspect. They have to have a warrant, probable cause, things like that. Fifth Amendment, you know, protects you to, to, you don't have to testify against yourself. You don't have to really answer the questions of the police. Uh, Sixth Amendment, you're going to get a, a lawyer. Seventh Amendment, your right to a jury. Eighth Amendment, you know, no cruel and unusual punishment and things like that. So you get all those things with the due process clause.
All right, the extensive civil rights, uh, and you've got four things there, abolishing slavery, women's suffrage, prohibition ends, 18-year-olds can vote. Now, on the test, and please hear me when I talk to you about this, on the test, it is going to ask you what is the correct order of events. So, you know, what happened first of those things? Well, slavery was abolished first. Okay. Uh, what comes next? Women's suffrage. That just means that women get the right to vote in 1919. Alrighty. Then prohibition ends. That ended right after uh, women got the right to vote. And then 18-year-olds can vote. Uh, that 26th Amendment happened in the 70s. So basically, you have to put them in order in the on the test. So, you know, if you can remember that slavery abolishes the first thing that happened, uh, you stand a pretty good chance of getting it uh, correct, as long as you can put the rest of the stuff in order. So that's, there's not really anything to know about the abolishment of slavery, women's suffrage. You just got to put them in order. So I just gave you the dates. Uh, slavery was abolished in 1865, or I can't remember when this amendment was passed, 1860, somewhere between 1865 after the Civil War um, and 1867 is when it officially passed, 13th Amendment. Women's suffrage was 1919. Prohibition ends around 1921 or so, and then 18-year-olds can vote around 1970 or so. Okay. Uh, Brown versus Board of Education. <clears throat> this case is one that you've probably gotten many times. You probably got it in U.S. history last year, although I know that was digital. You probably got it prior to that uh, in your elementary days, even in your middle school days. It's just a case that you know, most people uh, recognize. Uh, and Brown versus Board, this is the case that is going to desegregate schools. Okay. Uh, so basically the argument was, well, let me take a step back. In 1890, the Supreme Court ruled that separate but equal was okay. There was a case called Plessy versus Ferguson, which said, hey, facilities that are separate are fine as long as they're equal. And so that was the policy of the United States for the next 60 years. When it comes to schools, they weren't equal, okay? And so the NAACP argued many cases in front of the courts and were able to very easily show, hey, You've got this school over here, which is, you know, the white school, and you've got this school over here, which is the black school, and they're separate, that's for sure, but they just took pictures and were able to show how unequal they were with the, the, the schools being, you know, either in uh, you know, not being taken care of or hand-me-down materials or whatever it might be. So this case pops up, and it's the question is because uh, the, the young lady, uh, Linda Brown, I think she was maybe 10 or so. I say young lady. Uh, she was a little girl. Uh, would you know, walk past the white school to get to the, the black school. And so that's kind of, that's not the only reason the, this, this case happened. But it, it's, you know, kind of the genesis of it. Anyways, Brown versus Board of Education, the Supreme Court's going to rule that, hey, separate but equal is not fair. And it's not equal. And it's not in the spirit of the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. And so they overturned Plessy versus Ferguson. And they overturned the separate but equal thing. And now everybody's going to... Uh, have that equal opportunity. All right. So long roundabout way to get to that. So I apologize. Uh, Civil Rights Act. This was in 1965. Uh, and this is going to, uh, it's, it's famous for the big thing is saying you can't discriminate based on race, sex, religion, color, any of those things. You can't. Basically, uh, if you go to a in place of employment and they say they're not going to hire you because you're a female, if they say they're not going to hire you because you're black or 
this religion or whatever it might be, that's a violation of the Civil Rights Act. And you would have a, a court case, a discrimination court case based on the Civil Rights Act. Okay. So that's the big thing. It was, it also protected, um, or not, I shouldn't say protected, but tried to stop discrimination from hotels, motels, restaurants, and things like that as well. The Voting Rights Act, uh, this is going to make it easier, quicker, and safer for African Americans to register to vote and then to eventually vote and run for office and things like that. Uh, so you just know the difference. I, I think on the test, if I remember correctly, there is a question where you have to know the difference kind of between the two. So Civil Rights Act is going to stop or ban discrimination based on race, sex, religion, all those things. Voting Rights Act is going to extend uh, voting and make it hopefully easier and safer for African Americans to, to register to vote because it was it was a dangerous thing uh, back in the day. Uh, Bell fills forever. All right, Americans with Disabilities Act. This was created, uh, you'll see it on the test as ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, and uh, you know, much like the Civil Rights Act is, is trying to protect and stop discrimination, the ADA was as well. Uh, and it was um, trying to make things uh, equal and fair uh, for people with disabilities. All right, so a couple of things it did. You can't not be hired because of a disability, you know, unless that disability prevents you from, from doing the job. Uh, and things like that, you know, that you can't just, that, that can't, being disabled cannot be the only reason you're not hired, all right? Um, and it also put in some protections, uh, for example, um, uh, buildings like state buildings and stuff like that had to go back and retrofit and put in um, like wheelchair ramps and things like that. When I got to Central Gwinnett way back when, long time ago, I'm old, um, they were putting a wheelchair lift from the commons area to the next uh, kind of hallway because there was only stairs. And that was the quickest way to get to that hallway. Uh, and there was a kid there that was in a wheelchair and he, he obviously couldn't go upstairs and didn't want to go all the way around uh, outside the building, all that kind of stuff. So they were putting in that because of the ADA. All right, poll taxes we referenced earlier with the amendment, the 24th amendment, it's going to stop poll taxes. Remember that was a way of, of stopping um, <coughs> African-Americans from voting, uh, and they put a stop through, through the amendment. They felt that was the safest way, because remember, amendments cannot be, you know, really challenged because they're part of the Constitution once they pass. So once that thing passed, there was no recourse. You couldn't say, well, you know, the Supreme Court rules this. Well, the Supreme Court didn't rule anyway. The 24th Amendment is a part of the Constitution. Suffrage, we said, is the right to vote. So that's all that does. So, you know, um, the 15th Amendment gave African-American males the right to vote. 19th Amendment gave all women the right to vote. And then the 26th Amendment gave 18-year-olds the right to vote. All right. Okay. Um, there, the next little bit here of your review is court cases. And on the test, there are one, two, three questions that are multiple choice. And then there are... One, two, three. Then there's seven that are um, matching. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about the case. Just know that for some of the questions, I got to know, you know, what's going on in the case and be able to, to match up the court case with the issue. And then I, the last part of the test is just a matching thing where, hey, here's the what the case revealed. Here's the case. All right. So Gideon versus Wainwright. Uh in this case, uh, a person, um, 
Gideon was arrested for breaking into a pool hall or, or something like that. I don't know exactly what it was, uh, but he was arrested uh, and it was a misdemeanor. Okay. He gets to the, the police station. He asks for a lawyer. The problem was at the time uh, they, when I say they, the state just gave lawyers to people who had been uh, arrested for a, a felony. So he didn't get a lawyer and he was, you know, went to prison, uh, you know, without having a proper defense. He's going to appeal to the Supreme Court based on the fact that, hey, I should have been given a lawyer based on the Sixth Amendment. And the Supreme Court is going to agree with him. So Gideon versus Wainwright, just to wrap it up in a tight little ball, Sixth Amendment right to a lawyer was denied. Gideon versus Wainwright is going to make it to where you get a lawyer no matter what. This is why when I talked to you a long time ago when we did the Sixth Amendment and talked about the Bill of Rights, I said, if you're ever arrested, don't be first off, but if you ever are, just say you want a lawyer. And that should be the only thing you should say to the police is I want a lawyer and then shut up. They're going to get you, even if it's just a public defender, they can at least give you some guidance to get you maybe out of the situation you're in. Okay. All right. Map versus Ohio. This case is going to deal with um, the legal search and seizure. So the Fourth Amendment stuff. And I told you about the exclusionary rule earlier. So Matt uh, was at our house and the police showed up. They wanted to search for someone who had escaped from the local jail or something like that. She said no. So she sent him away. They come back a little bit later with a fake warrant because the warrant never showed back up, to my knowledge. Uh, but anyways, they, they barged in and searched her house. They didn't find the, the, the person they were looking for, but they found some illegal drug stuff and uh, maybe some other stuff. And they arrested her and she was charged and convicted. She argued that, hey, they shouldn't have even been in my house. There was no reason for them to be in my house. That was an unlawful search and seizure. And the Supreme Court is going to agree with them. And that's where the exclusionary rule comes from, that illegally obtained evidence cannot be used against you. So MAP versus Ohio is no illegal evidence. Okay. All right. Ingle versus Vital. Ingle versus Vital is the uh, is an establishment clause case. And this is the prayer in school case. I think this is a pretty easy one to understand because, you know, next time you're in first period, we only got, what, Thursday, Friday, a uh, couple more days uh, of first period this, this school semester. But, um, you know, notice we don't pray in school, okay? Uh, in this case, in the 60s, uh, every, before every class, students were being led in prayer by their teachers. And the parents said, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. And the Supreme Court is going to agree with them that since the schools are state sponsored, meaning you know, we receive federal and state funding, that you have to keep those things separate. So separation of church and state. And so Ingle versus Vital is what's going to get rid of uh, the, the teacher led, school led prayer. You can still pray school. You can say a prayer before the test on Thursday. You can say a prayer before all your final exams. But I'm never going to lead you. Okay, uh, and you probably won't have many teachers to do that or administrators. Um, Oregon versus Smith. This is a free exercise case, and in Oregon versus Smith, the basically so two guys get fired. They got fired from their job because they showed up to their job. They were high. Uh, they had taken part in a religious ceremony. They were Native American. They had showed up to their religious uh, to their job after this religious ceremony where they had done something with peyote. I don't know exactly what you do with peyote, 
but I know they had, they had done something. And so they were high. Uh, they happened to work at a drug rehab center, which isn't the best place to show up high to. Anyways, um, they got fired and they wanted to collect unemployment. But the employer was saying, hey, we're not going to, we don't, uh, basically employers can challenge your unemployment claims. And they didn't want to, uh, to they, they challenged their claim saying, hey, they were, they showed up high. They, that's, they, they got themselves fired. It wasn't us just firing them to fire them. And so um, <clears throat> the Supreme Court is going to agree with the employers and say, hey, you know, I, yes, we know you're part of a religious ceremony, which is what the two guys were arguing. Free exercise allows us to, to do what we want to. But they said you can't do illegal things. Okay. Near versus Minnesota dealt with a paper, newspaper. Uh, I know most of us don't read newspapers anymore, but uh, back in the day, they were a big deal. And basically, this uh, this uh, newspaper wanted to or had some information they were going to run, and the, the local government tried to put a stop to it. And basically, Near versus Minnesota says, hey, governments cannot stop newspapers, the press, basically, from running um, running any stories. You know, they, they have the freedom of press, which allows them to kind of run uh, run stories as they see fit. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, California versus Acevedo. Um, this case was a search and seizure case as well. And basically what was going on here was the police in, in California knew that this house was a drug house, basically. I'm not sure what the official name for these things are. I think y'all have names for them, but whatever. Um, the trap house, maybe? Whatever. I don't know. Um, and so the police were sitting on this house. They had no reason to really go into the house, so they couldn't get a warrant. They had no probable cause to enter the house and things like that, and they were sitting on the house. Well, they watched this one guy go park his car, go into the house, and then come out with all these plastic containers. So they followed him, and they eventually found a reason to stop him, and they searched his car. Well, in the process of searching his car, they found these plastic containers, and they decided, we're going to go ahead and search those plastic containers. In the plastic containers, they found drugs. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but they found some illegal contraband stuff. Okay, The guy is going to argue, hey, you know, that's unlawful search and seizure. You shouldn't be able to search um, the containers within my car. Um, and the Supreme Court's going to rule against them. Okay. So you just need to understand that uh, you can't transport your stuff in a plastic container and expect to not be searched if you get called. All righty. Uh, last two court cases, Greg versus Georgia, dealt with the uh, death penalty. So, uh, Prior to this, there was another case, Furman versus Georgia. Don't, I, I shouldn't even bring it up. But anyways, the death penalty case also. Uh, and the Supreme Court said, hey, we're going to stop the death penalty for a little bit. They just put a, a, a kind of a hold on it. Then Greg versus Georgia happens. Same deal. Guy's sentenced to death. He appeals. Uh, and the Supreme Court decides, you know what, we got time to hear this one. And so they decide to hear the case. And they're going to say, hey, the death penalty does not violate um, the, uh, the Eighth Amendment. Uh, cruel and unusual punishment and they say that you know there are cases and there are times when the death penalty is appropriate okay uh 
Finally, New Jersey versus TLO deals with you here at school. TLO, and I've, I've never thought to look up her name. Those are initials because she was an underage kid at the time, uh, like a 13, 14-year-old uh, student. But uh, she got caught smoking in the bathroom, got taken to the principal's office, assistant principal's office, I don't know, somebody like that. And they decided to search her. Well, when they searched her bag, they found illegal drugs. You can't have illegal drugs on school grounds. So she was you know, in more trouble. Plus, she got in trouble with the police. Well, she's and her parents are going to argue, hey, that's unlawful search and seizure. You didn't have a reason, didn't have a right to search her bag. Well, the Supreme Court's going to agree with the school and side with the school and say, no, schools can do that. Schools are acting as parents while students are at school. And so they had a right to, to search the bag. And so, you know, today here at school, and we talked about this a long time ago as well, you, you could be searched, you know, I'm not going to, but the administrators could if they really wanted to. Now, they're not going to come barging into classrooms and search your bags. But um, you know, if you get in trouble, they, they're well within their right to search your bag, search your locker, search your car, all these kinds of things. So, all right, guys, there is the test. If you have questions or concerns, please feel free to email me, text me, whatever you got to do to get a hold of me. Uh, you can always get on Twitter and uh, ask me questions there. Uh, CHHSGov underscore civics. <laughs> and I'll be happy to, to respond to you there as well. Uh, I guess this is the last test. Do the best you can. And I'll see you in class. All right. Later.